The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. If you want to, you can give me a call. All you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Today is November 17th, 2023 for the podcasters. If you want, you can call me. we got a call coming in. And if you uh, don't want to uh, do it that way, you know, you can call and you can email me. Info at karm.org. Info at karm.org. We get to uh, you know just we get the hate mail today, and maybe some of the emails if you send me uh, an email. We've got a few that've been waiting, so uh, we got a lot going on here. But if you do send an email in, just say radio comment or radio question in the uh, uh, subject line, and we can get to it. All right. Um, wow. Wow. Look at this. Someone sent me something. Uh, I just doing work at a convent, and it's from the Catholic thing. Oh my goodness, there's a little idolatry going on. We'll get to it a little bit here. All right, let's just jump on the uh, phone. Let's get to Michael from Winston Salem, North Carolina. Michael, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Um, okay. <clears throat> the question I have is, what should be Christian's position um, on the issue of abortion now with the elections coming up? And the reason I asked that is I came across an internet, um, I guess it was a podcast, by Apologia Church and Jeff Durbin, and uh, he's being highly critical of uh, candidates that uh, don't support, um, you know, total bans, and even, you know, punishing the mother, uh, and no, you know, nothing for rape, you know, no abortions, period. Okay. Um so let's let's and look at some Christians stuff here. Are... Let's let's look at some stuff. So, uh, when does life begin? Let me ask you. At conception. Actually, at conception, not the question. human being. No, it's not. It doesn't begin at conception. It continues. The egg and the sperm are both already alive. Life does not come from non-life. It continues. And the only uh, creation of life was by God in Adam and Eve in the garden, and then we've all uh, come out of that. So, one of the things I'll talk to them about. The uh, pro boards, the womb scrapers, is uh, I will I will say when, when does life begin? It's a trick question, and they they get it wrong all the time uh, because life doesn't begin at conception. Now they might say, well, is a human life beginning at conception? And I'll say, well, that's a good question because the Bible doesn't say yes or no to that. It doesn't specifically say. And I'll ask them, well, what is it at conception? Is it alive or not alive? Well, it's alive. Okay, is it human or not human? Now, I'm going to set them up for a fall, because if they say it's not human, then I'm going to say, then what is it? And if they say they don't know what it is, but it's not human, then I'm going to ask them, when does it become human, and what causes it to become human? And that's where the wheels come off the cart. Because they, are you making noise right. behind you or something? Are you making noise? No. Well, I'm sitting here cooking some hamburger. Let me turn it off. Ah, yeah. Okay. And so um, I'm going to ask them the questions. I'm going to I'm going to ask, you know, are uh, do you know when it becomes human? And if they say, well, no, 
well then why would you want to risk killing it? Because if it's alive and you don't know when it becomes human, then you shouldn't do anything to jeopardize potential human uh, life, right? And, and ask these kind of questions. It goes on and on. They don't have any answers. What happens to cause a baby to change from non-human to human? Is it the simple process of birth, as some say, that the ontological nature of this life changes from non-human to human? Really? And what causes that? Oh, the birth canal process? So there's an ontological change inside the baby? They, people cannot think. They don't know. Now, these are just the logic stuff I deal with with them sometimes. So what's a Christian's perspective? We don't want to kill babies, do we? Right? Right. And okay. and, and, and that is my stance. I, the, 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 this abortion stuff to me, you know, I think God ought to really whack the, you know, what, out of the United States with, you know, 60 million plus dead babies but uh anyway but my 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 thinking is in in the realm of politics if you have a politician that says no abortion under any circumstances um you know this is uh this is murder what chance does that politician have of winning an election i mean in the last election hold on hold on it's not an issue of chance it's like saying you know, everybody lies, so the candidate should not uh, advocate telling the truth, because what chance would he have? It's like that kind of argument. It's not a good argument. Our obligation right. is to serve I, God. I, I, I think they, I think they, they, they should tell the truth. I think they, I, I have no, you're, you're you not, know, I think you, they should. No, 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 you didn't get my point. That the idea, what oh, chance okay. do they have, is not the thing you want to go with. It's not a good argument. Oh, Okay. We want to state the truth. Now, the question under any circumstance, I don't know if I agree with that. Because as I've thought about this over the years, what if, this is rare, but it does happen, what if the pregnancy will kill the mother for a fact? Then what do you do? If someone comes along and says, well, that's just the way it goes, uh, that's something I would... I would uh, want to talk to some theologians about and doctors about if it was an absolute fact that the 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 pregnancy will kill the the the, the mom then i think we could have something mm-hmm. to talk about but even in the case of rape uh abortion is not justified it's not the fault of the child right it's not right and so they shouldn't kill uh, right. this child they'll say it's self-defense no it's not self-defense the baby's not attacking you it's not doing something to you i mean it's what your bodies are made for you know pregnancy and this is a normal thing, not getting raped, of course, but uh, that's not a good grounds for it. My wife and I talked about this very thing, and if it ever came to the point, point where that happened to her and she's pregnant, then uh, that baby is ours, and we would raise that uh, baby uh, as ours, period. And that's how it would be. There would be no, no anything about abortion on that. And... Right. When we had our son, uh, Jacob, and uh, he had holoprosencephaly, and the doctors said that, you know, 99% chance or 95 or whatever it was, that he'll die uh, when he's born. And they said, you want to abort him now and not have to go through all that. And my wife just looked at them and said, don't even ever bring it up again. We're having this baby. And, you know, good woman that she was and is still. So, you know, we face things. Okay, but we don't want to support right. uh, abortion. We don't want to support the killing of the helpless. We don't want to do right. that. Yeah, don't I, vote for candidates I, who are I don't either, killing but, babies. But I, 
Right. Um, well, it's, I, I think it's a difficult... Uh, you know, don't, I mean, it's not, it's not difficult. I've, you don't I've vote had, for people well, who want to kill babies. That, that's it. Right, exactly. That's it, yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm 100% for that. And, and I've had yeah. discussions with many a person who was pro-abortion, and I've asked those same questions. I, mean, I start off easy, yeah, well, yeah. let me ask, yeah. you know, what are we killing? Mm-hmm. Because we're killing something. It's alive. It's growing. Yeah. So what are we killing? And that, usually at that point, they say they don't want to talk about it. Yeah, because very they quickly they see the problem that they're having. And I, I would tell them at that point, I don't want to talk about it. I'd say, yeah, you don't want to talk about it because you know you're killing a human being, and you want to feel good about killing. This is how hard your heart is, and the judgment of God's already on you, and it's coming even stronger later. Tell them. Okay. Right. So we don't, you know, I thought about running for office. That I, I got asked last week to run for office by somebody. I actually did. They said, you should run for office. And uh, I'm not going to do it. And, uh, you know, I would, know, would not have a chance because they would call me homophobic, anti-abortion rights. They would call me that. And uh, I'm a religious mm-hmm. fundamentalist and things like that. And I would just get up and say the truth. Abortion is sin before God. And homosexuality is a sin to repent of these things. That's my position. doesn't mean I would, uh, you know, jail people for that because that's not the law. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I was I, I was horrified about what happened in England with that child that was that baby that was born, but had um, a disease, and, and 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 basically what the state did was kill it. I mean, they literally killed it because uh, they didn't want to treat it. Uh, Italy mm-hmm. uh, gave the child citizenship. I think it was a female child, mm-hmm. if I recall, gave the child citizenship, and they said they would cover all the costs. Bring bring the child to Italy, right. and we'll take care of her. And the, and England and the court said no. Mm-hmm. That's what this government health care gives us. It, it is a horrific. And here in the United States, I, I, it, people have already forgotten it. it. Is the Terry Schiavo case? I'll never forget that. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget yeah. that. We tortured that woman to death. I mean, starving someone, someone dying of starvation. That's a horrible way to die. Yeah, and that's what we did. So I can tell you're upset about so this, we and rightfully so. And, but this is the world we live in. It doesn't mean it's okay and we need to let it go. But the world is full of killers and murderers and homosexuals and thieves and liars and extortionists, people who take bribes, people who are ungodly, and it's rampant. And God's going to judge our country, and it's being judged now. We're getting the president I think so. in the office that, you know, he's harming our country and i recommend everybody see the movie by denesta shoes uh, uh police state i recommend you see it. it's going to cost oh, yeah. five bucks go to rumble.com rumble.com forward slash police state buy it watch it. it's about two hours long it's worth it and uh, i would recommend you uh, everybody see it and support him in this oh this okay. is what's coming uh, yeah, because I, the Christians, because the Christians are not standing up and uh, uh, opposing this as they ought to, as good godly people, uh, the unbelievers are passing laws for their own convenience to kill that life, which is an inconvenience to them. Yeah, that's what's happening. Right. Right. Well, I, okay. the Bible says, uh, "If my people, not the people, but if my people will repent, you know, I will heal heal their land." And, uh, I mean, 
not some of us as individuals, but, mm-hmm. you know, those of us that are fighting the good fight, um, no, it's the but, but the churches church that whole, aren't. Now, that was that was spoken of to Covenant Israel, So just so you know. But, right. Uh, and so the issue here is, uh, you know, to, what are Christians, what are they obligated to do? We've already been told what we're to do. We're to protect the innocent, and we are to be out there fighting. And I don't mean with fists, but I mean we're about to be fighting uh, we're, with uh, signs, with petitions, with um, a mass uh, marching. This is how it's supposed to be, and the Christians aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. And this is why the country is going downhill. Nope. All right. We're going to move along. we got callers. Okay, buddy. Yep. Okay. All right, man. All right. Thanks. Thanks, man. Okay. God bless. All right. Bye. Okay. God bless. Okay. All right. Let's get to Scott from Spokane, Washington. Scott, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Hey, Scott. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. Um, I just had a quick question, and Matthew um, 11:27 is the text. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, with this question, just let me know ahead of time if um, if inseparable operation sort of voids out this question entirely. But um, you know, we're told that the Father is is whom uh, predestined those to uh, to salvation, and He gives those elect to the Son. And when I read eleven twenty seven, at the very end, it says, "No one knows the Father except the Son," and whomever the son wills to reveal him. And so my yeah, question is... Hold on, we got a break. Hold on, we got a break. Oh, okay. Get back to the question. We're up in a break. So uh, hold on, okay? And uh, folks, it's a good question coming up uh, about this. It's a good theology in that verse. I love that verse. Matthew eleven twenty-seven. We'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, we have three open lines, 877-207-2276. Scott, you're back on now. Okay, what's yes, your question? Sir. So my question was, um, I'll just quickly read 1127. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. And so my mm-hmm. question is, um, the Father uh, predestined the elect as it, and gave them to the Son. So that's a set number. And my question is, does this allude to the possibility that Jesus could add to that, you know, that group beyond those that no. the Father no. has? But no. the inseparable operations is what answers no, because this is something that's done within the Trinitarian communion before the foundation of the world. It's not going to be altered mm-hmm. uh, at the incarnation. Okay. 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 Well, good. <laughs> that's quick. Are you, what? Quick. Oh, nothing. I just said good. Um, that's yeah. it. It's yeah. God, the Father elected, gave them to the Son, and the Son came to redeem the the ones that elected, and that is a set number. We don't know who it is, and we don't know how it works. So Jesus isn't altering that divine plan. It's a logically necessary plan for those who reject it, and I'll tell you why it's logically necessary because God knows all things from all eternity, 
Therefore, whatever he ordains to come to pass, in which people are saved, that is already ordained. It's not as though God is throwing dice around, seeing what's going to happen. He just knows whatever's going to happen. And even from that position, if God just knew who was going to pick him, then he gave those to the Son from eternity past, then it still works that way. Okay? Okay. Well, thank you. Okay. All right. Makes sense, okay? Yes, sounds good. Okay. All right, then. All right. Well, God bless. Have a good day. Okay, you too. You too. All right, we have nobody waiting. So what I'm going to do is uh, get to some hate mail. I like hate mail. I do. I enjoy it. And I hope you do, too. And if it's, you're a, a new uh, listener, um, my real name is Matt Slick. It really is my name. And uh, I'm a Christian apologist. And on Friday, sometimes, I'll, I read hate mail. And uh, I've got a lot of it over the two decades that I've been doing radio. And um, so I haven't read this one. And I I enjoy hate mail. I get a kick out of it. So here we go. Let's just jump right into it. All right. Because you do not know what the Bible really teaches because you are too busy spewing this complete non-biblical Sunday church garbage that is not taught in the Bible anywhere. How absolutely pathetic. So uh, I wish that person would call up, and then we could have a discussion about it. Now, notice what this person just did. Judged me based upon what day of the week I worship on, on Sunday. What does Romans 14 say? This is really simple stuff. And uh, Romans 14 is a forgotten chapter. Anyway, the one who eats, verse 3, the one who eats is not to regard with contempt the one who does not eat. And the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge the servant of another? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. Verse 5, one person regards one day above another, another regards every day alike. Each person must be fully convinced in his own mind. So, you know, when people like the uh, the obstreperous, uh, vociferous anger group calls me up or they write an email like this, and uh, I always like to talk to them. I've, I've had many, many, many discussions over the years and on, on this kind of topic. And, um, and then I, I read them Romans 14, and, and they don't know what to do with it. It, it, it's really interesting because they're caught off guard because they don't study the Bible very much about these kind of things. They just, oh, it's Saturday's got to be the day. Well, then why would Paul say every day is alike? For some people, and that's okay. He's going to be convinced in your own mind. Why is he saying that here if we've got to worship on Saturday? And the thing they come back with, the only possible thing they can come back with is, was not talking about the Sabbath. And I ask him, is every day inclusive of the Sabbath, which is a Saturday is is the phrase every day. Does that include Saturdays, or does it somehow every day includes every day except for Saturday? And they say that's what it means. I said, oh, so can you show me that in the text? And they can't. So these are legalists who. Uh, so I was teaching on the Bible study last night. People who are legalists often have not died to the law, are still living under the law, seeking to be justified by the law, and they don't know that the law has no jurisdiction over us anymore like that, and that we we're free to worship on any day we want. We are, because that's the nature of biblical theology and truth. All right, so that person, oh, here's another one uh, from the same person, because it's the same font and uh, everything. 
in color. Did you finally figure out what the Bible really does say yet? Let me know. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. And uh, it's on CARM.org. Yeah, it's on CARM.org. So uh, here, wait a second. I'm going to reply to this. Uh, yes, I figured. Hold on a sec. This is live email. Yes, I figured it out. Uh, it's on CARM.org. Hyphen everywhere. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you. All right, there we go. So uh, maybe I'll cause someone to get mad at me. I don't. Not that I want that. But if it does happen, for some reason, I get a kick out of it. All right. Uh, my statement on Janet Mefford. Um, I was shocked when you got... This is an old email. I was shocked when your guest today lumped the ordination of women pastors and elders with ordaining active homosexual pastors as a sign of apostasy. But it is a sign of apostasy. Ordaining women as pastors and elders and ordaining homosexuals as pastors and elders are both signs of apostasy. Okay? And I uh, said, why did you not catch this? I didn't catch it because it's nothing to catch. It's true. He is biblically wrong. And from his, I think this is what happened was, uh, this I was on another radio show a while back, and we had this discussion. And this was forwarded to me from the other radio show I was on. He is biblically wrong. And from his attitudes about preaching to congregation, he sounded arrogant and condescending. You know, I get that a lot, you know, from people when I say, I'm sorry, women are not to be pastors and elders, and here's the reason why, here's the verses, and I'll quote them. You know, give me 30 seconds, I quote them, and blah, blah, blah. You're arrogant. Uh, okay, that's probably true, but can you deal with what I actually said? You're, you're, you're just mean. Well, maybe that's true, too, but can you deal with what was said? I've noticed that this happens a lot, is that people will insult me uh, just flat out without giving a defense, and uh, it does happen. Anyway, he says, uh, he's, no, she goes on, I was quite appalled at his statement and know that God is not pleased. Really? And how does she know that? Is she that uh, the book of Second Opinions? So that could be what it is, you know, Second Opinions next to the book of Deuterectomy. So uh, where people get this stuff. I'm sorry, you know, and here we go again. Watch this. Okay, I'm going to do it again. I don't know how many times I've done this over 20 years of radio, but... I will be glad to go out to your church. We can arrange a formal public debate on whether or not the Bible teaches that you can uh, that women pastors and elders are biblical. Okay, that's the debate topic. I've offered this challenge periodically for many years, and not a single person has accepted the challenge. Now, why is that? Is it because I would read the Bible? Yeah, that's where it would be. All right, hey folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm chuckling because I just remembered a line in a movie, which I can't repeat. wasn't cussing or anything, but the way it was delivered cracked me up. I just remember, popped into my head. Oh, So I'm going to read the rest of this email that this person, in fact, this email I just found out is a few years old, and I just emailed the person back <laughs> during the break, and I said, I said, have you repented of your false doctrine of women pastors and elders yet? <laughs> so we'll see. At any rate, uh, to go on uh, this email, uh, the person says, 
Catherine says, I was quite appalled at his statement and know that God is not pleased as she knows what God wants. There's no scripture for her position. It would be, she goes on, uh, it would take too much to show here that women in leadership is biblical, sound, central to God's heart for the body to function as the spirit chooses to give gifts and raise up women to lead. And, uh, you know, this kind of sentiment uh, is, is pretty bad. It's just, it's an appeal to emotion, not appeal to scripture. You know, when the Bible says, when Peter, Peter, when uh, Paul says, you know, do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but remain silent, for Adam was first created. Well, what does that mean? You know, and appoint elders uh, in the city, if any man be above reproach, etc. What, what does that mean? It means women. It does? Really. Or when an elder, uh, by definition, a uh, pastor is an elder, and an elder is to be an Hermes Gunekas, a husband of one wife. And um, how's a woman to do that? How does one fit that, that bill? And so this is why I believe that uh, nobody in roughly uh, you know 20 years of radio, nobody has accepted the challenge for me to uh, do a public formal debate. Do you know, I want to fly out to their church so they can, I can get a church locally here to, to house it. I, I have connections. And um, you can get that going. And you can fly out here if you wanted to. And we could do a public debate, have the cameras on, and each person could get a copy of the debate once it's over. I would like that. You know, does the Bible support women pastors and elders? That would be the topic. Okay, that would be it. I would use scripture, and the other person could try and use scripture. And I would hope that that would happen. But it hasn't, and I don't believe it ever will. Because all they got to do is go to my uh, page and read my arguments. And they're right there. And every now and then when I find a church online that has women pastors and elders, I email them. And I say, well, why are you doing this? And the Bible says that I have a little thing I give right here. It says this right here. Why, why are you doing this? You're going against scripture. And mostly they never respond. Mostly they just never respond. I had a discussion with a guy about 10 years ago here, women pastors and women elders at the church he was going to. And I talked to him as an assistant pastor. We had a nice polite conversation. And I answered every objection, every challenge he had. He was dismissive of the ones that I brought up. And he said at the end, he said, well, we just have to disagree. I said, no, we don't. We don't have to just disagree. You're wrong. You need to repent. And he didn't like that. But I said it politely, but it's true. It's true. Uh, that's right. Mr. Bill says, uh, Matt, all you have to do is go to the Bible. That's all I got to do. That's all I got to do. And I would like it that they would do. They'd go to Phoebe. They would go to Deborah. You know, they would do stuff like that. And I would be listening for the ripping of the verses out of context. All right, let's see. This person says, uh, goes on, uh, sexual sin by leaders is always biblically wrong. That's correct. Apostasy, end times falling away. Much of this is based on not acknowledging Jesus as God and salvation through him alone with his word as authority in our lives. You're, she's correct there. I was shocked and dismayed to hear his words. Pride and division are tools of Satan. And this man will have to answer for this accusation and sin. So now all of a sudden, I'm in sin for saying women are not to be pastors and elders when Paul the Apostle clearly teaches her not to be. I wonder if she has repented. And uh, she goes on, and you will have to answer for not confronting this lie. Yeah, I have confronted your lie. 
Anyway, I won't be listening to your show any longer. Okay, that's fine. Because of Jesus, Catherine. I won't read the last name. So, uh, that's good hate mail. That's a good. Generally, I think the ladies give better hate mails than the guys. For two reasons. Generally speaking, they're a little bit more uh, precise in their grammar. And they're better in it. They're a little bit more emotional. And I like that. I like the emotional stuff. Uh, because I think it's entertaining when they, they use that over scripture. Um, how much, did I just raise some eyebrows out there? Yes, I did. But hey, that's what the Bible says. I challenge you, here's another one. I challenge you to telephone recorded. I challenge you to, this is a, boy, where did I get these old ones from a long time ago? Maybe I answered this guy. I did answer them already. And anyway, um, I challenge you to a telephone recorded debate, you blind heretic. <laughs> yes, that's the way to start off. That's good. Uh, visit this Catholic website. Um, this will be good for your our readers. The debate will concern the identity of the one and only true religion and also the unbiblical nature of justification through faith alone and the absurdity of Protestantism. This telephone recorded debate will run on a free form. You know, this is, this is what I get. I'm going to continue reading, but I always like these because they tell me how it's going to be. They don't ask. They proclaim. They pronounce. They tell me. They inform me. This is how it's going to be. I'm like, golly, can you at least ask? Can you be polite? They don't do that. Every now and then I get that attitude here, and this is the attitude. This telephone recorded debate will run on a free form and then a cross-examination format, ensuring fairness excuse me, and equal time to each side. This prevents you from cutting me off your radio while you're getting decimated. Wow. Wow. Boy, this guy's confident. Don't run away like the woman and coward that you are. Whoa. That's not nice. You just insulted women. You know, saying that that cowardice is associated with being a woman? Are you kidding? There are women who have far more courage than a lot of men. That that's uncalled for. I would quote that in a debate if I was debating him. Say, what do you mean by this? Like, don't run away like a woman and coward you are. What do you hate women? Boy, this guy's not rational. He says you read so many Protestant community mythologies. I do. What do I read? What what myth? You know, what the Book of Romans? He goes on, you can reach me through this private email of mine, blah, blah, blah. It makes no difference whether it's on your radio show or not, as long as the debate conditions and format are stated at the beginning. Oh, it will be good for you to study up. I know your radio show that allegedly attempted to refute justification through faith and works. It was pathetic. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. If I'm going yourself with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's it's interesting. I find that a lot of members of the Catholic Church um, are exceedingly uh, full of hate. Not all of them, but a lot. You know, they're just full of hate and pride. Um, I noticed that, but not knocking all of them. A lot because a lot of them, though, are, I will say this, are pretty nice too, though. But you know, it, it happens. All right, we have nobody waiting, so I'm gonna nobody calling me some more hate mail. I have to inform you in charity that Protestantism is a false religion of man that leads to condemnation. It would seem that as a result of cognitive dissonance, you temporarily downplay the obvious inherent inconsistencies of your man-made religion. 
One of the pillars of your false religion is that the Holy Spirit will guide the individual believer while reading the Bible. But obviously, the 50,000 plus growing denominations stand as a constant irrefutable proof that the doctrine of Protestantism are not the spirit of truth. See, this is really faulty logic. They say that 50,000, there aren't 50,000. And, uh, and I ask them, where do you get this number? Are you, are you, is this gossip? Because they don't know where they get this number. They just hear this. 50,000 Protestant denomination. Really? What are they? Can you name me five? What are they? Uh, and and where did you get the 50,000 th- from? Okay. And they don't, they don't have any answers. So I say, you don't know, and you're spreading gossip. And, um, and just because we have differences of opinion on minor error, errors doesn't mean that we're wrong. Just as Catholics disagree on minor errors within their heresies. I'll go on here. Any honest person, oh, see, this is always a good thing to say. If you're honest, you'll believe what I tell you. That's how it comes down to it. See, Any honest person would realize that since the original founders of Protestantism disagreed with each other on crucial mat- bunch of doctrine, uh, he's not saying what they are. I'm scan- scanning ahead. He's just re- listing like Zwingli and Calvin and Luther, but he doesn't say which doctrines they're disagreeing on. He says, then Protestantism is false. See, that's ridiculous. It's faulty logic. So if two Catholics disagree, then does that mean Catholicism is false? It, these guys cannot think. And that's another thing. Is I've, I've met so many people, and I'll point this out, that, that that's not logical what you're saying. They still can't see it. They're so radicalized that they can't see straight. You should visit this web website for the most important information that you can ever see in your life. There's absolutely no salvation outside the Catholic Church. That's right. If you're not a Roman Catholic and belong to the Roman Catholic Church, you can't go to heaven because it's about membership in the true church. Not Jesus, but the true church. And that is what we call cult mentality. Hey, there's the uh, break music. We'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, welcome back to the show. Last segment of this wonderful Friday. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We have nobody waiting right now. I guess people are enjoying me doing the hate mail. And I read one more during the break, and I, I laughed. This was good. This is, this is I like this one. And this is what the email says. Just reach up to your head. See if there's a little switch there. Please move it to the on position. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. That is a good one. That's what I'll say when I'm talking to uh, Catholics and Eastern Orthodox. And they get really tweaked. Because I'll say stuff, right? And they go, rah, 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 rah. and there's going, you know, like, like a little dog on a leash. And they want to get me, right? They're, they're mad at me. <laughs> And so what I'll do sometimes, hey, could you do me a favor? And they go, what? Look behind you. Wherever you are, just look behind you. They go, what? Why? Are you looking behind yourself? Are you looking? Look down. Why? Well, just see if your diapers are filled. <laughs> I'll say that to them because it's the tweak, you know, because I'm to say stuff. And uh, it's a lot of fun sometimes to have fun. But, you know, hey, this is the kind of thing I would say. Look, is there a switch on your head? Please move it to the on position. I think I'm going to start using that one. I like that one. Check switch on skull. Move to on position. Next. 
Oh, that's pretty good. I like that one. I do. That's good stuff. All right, let's get another one. There is there is a way to know the truth, but you are obviously afraid of taking it. That's it? Oh, and it says, this is the subject, your intelligence towards Mormonism is sadly lacking. My intelligence is lacking? How about my information on Mormonism, you know, all the stuff I've been studying on it for years and years, and I know some of the world's experts on Mormonism. They're friends of mine, and I can talk to them about anything about Mormonism anytime. Yeah, my uh, your intelligence toward Mormonism is sadly lacking. That reminds me. Uh, probably going to have Bill McKeever on uh, or uh, Eric Johnson on Monday or Tuesday next week because uh, they're doing a grand opening of a Mormon, not a Mormon thing, a, a Christian, I forget the name of it because they just opened it up. The official opening is next week in Sandy, Utah. And I may go down there. This depends. i got a lot of driving to do this week coming up. Got to take someone out to another city for a doctor appointment. He can't drive that far and stuff like that, you know, which is fine. And, um, and my wedding anniversary is next week, too. 36 years my wife and I are married. She's so lucky to have me. Man, she's a lucky woman. And uh, so the the Mormon opening thing, whatever. <laughs> oh, Bill's not listening. Bill and Eric are listening. And if, oh, I don't think Terry's not listening because she has a different job now. But if they're listening, the, the Mormon open building thing that they're doing uh, next week, I want to get down there for it. Utah Christian Research Center. Thank you. Charlie, <laughs> if it wasn't for people making me look good, I would look even worse. So the Utah Christian Research Center grand opening is from the 11th to the 24th. 11th to the 24th. So that means then that I could get down there next week, but that's on a Friday. So I have to have dinner with my wife on Friday. So that's out, and I can't get down there for that. Maybe I'll go on the first weekend of December, something like that, get a private tour. Private tour, I don't know. But it's a really great thing. What they're doing there is Bill has shown me um, videos and stuff. He's shown me some stuff. We've had calls about it. And uh, it's a nice building, and they're going to have a library in there. They're going to have a place for people to meet, to teach, uh, relax, and a whole bit. And, um, you know, so it's going to be great. I'll be down there sometime, too, and I'll let you guys know when I'm going to be there. And, hey, I can meet you. It'd be fun. You know, it'd be fun to meet us in Draper. All right. Uh, Let's see. Let's get over to here. Let's get over to here. Uh, your name is Slick. How very appropriate. That's the insult. That's it. That's a hate mail. Now, I have to give this one a thumbs up because not only did the person think to use my name, which really is Slick, but associated with it, just an implication of impropriety by saying it is appropriate that it's my name. This is clever, and I appreciate that. Not many can do that and have such uh, excellent insultness in such a short span while attacking the individual uh, whose last name is Slick. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. If I met that person, i go, that was good. Seriously, I give you a high five. I like that one. All right, let's get on the air. Let's get to, oh, wow, Simon from Norway. Hey, Simon, welcome. You're on the air. Hello. Hi, Matt. Hello. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I heard hey. you um, talk earlier in the program today about uh, being a uh, Christian in politics. Uh, yeah. And uh, I actually am uh, in politics. Uh, 
You said uh, last time I called many months ago, uh, I was saying I was going to run again. Uh, you said if you lived here, you'd vote for me. Now, we do have voter ID here, so I don't think you would get away with it. But, but, uh, but I did get reelected. So. You did good. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, I'm I'm in the I was in the Christian uh, Democratic Party, uh, but okay. they they didn't want me there because I'm Christian. <laughs> so yeah. so as a, so then the some people here that uh, in the, in the, that in their municipality here uh, said, well, let's form another party. So we formed a local division of a Christian conservative party, and we got enough votes. So um, my, my question is though that. You, you, you said that you all, if you ran for office, uh, you wouldn't get elected and, you, would, you know, people would just call you so-and-so, uh, yeah, homophobe right. and whatever. But, yeah. but, but, the, but the thing is, I don't think that's a, a, a reason for not running if you're considering running because uh but i'm not yeah you might be called both yeah okay <laughs> yeah you know i mean yeah. if i'm gonna do it i would go for the presidency i would just jump right in the deep end because okay. i'm as qualified as biden is so you know well, yeah he's incompetent yeah. You're and i'm basically incompetent so hey we're, we're even if he can do it, I can do it. All yeah. I need is a bunch of people to stuff the ballots like he did and the liberal leftist media mm -hmm. to slant stuff and suppress information like it was done. Then I could win, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I just think that, you know, I'm, I'm in politics locally here, but, you know, it does give a, a, a position and, and a voice to be able to, uh, to speak up, you know, even in national matters. Uh, so, so uh, you know, you don't have to run for president or prime minister or whatever right away but you know you, you start off in a place where there's influence which can which can have a a, a large effect on on many people so yeah, yeah. you know so, um, i don't know how you are but i've always you know i've ever now and then people wonder about this during an office whatever because the only reason i'd think about it because my last name it fits perfectly so <laughs> you know it's like you know it, just, yeah. it would work. And, you know, I mean, can you imagine yeah. the insults and the jokes coming out? Oh, it'd be awesome. <laughs> you know, but here, I, I was thinking, yeah. you know, I'm up there and they're interviewing, and you're, are you against homosexuality? Yes, I am. Just, you know, mm -hmm. what about it? You know, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a sin. Yeah, I believe it's a sin. That's right. doesn't mean I hate them, but it's a sin. Right? Yeah. We shouldn't be pushing in our children. So what's the problem with that? Am I allowed to have well, my opinion? You know? Yeah, I mean those are the types of arguments that I give when we've had these issues of uh, flying the rainbow flag and and those such issues here. Uh, you know, I have argued against that uh, also biblically, just saying saying from the political uh, pulpit, you know, that uh, mm -hmm. it's 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 against God's will that we that we fly these flags, so yes. we we must not do it. Yeah. That's right. So, and I would ask him, hey, yeah. can you uh, fly a, you know, can you put a cross up there too sometime in any buildings? I mean, yeah, just well, fair. Yeah, we have a cross in our flag. Our national oh, they, flag it, well, has a cross. there you go. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm saying, why don't, we, why don't we just raise the Norwegian flag, you know? It, it unifies everybody. Yeah. There you go. So, See, yeah. Now make me want to move over there and vote for you. Get a, get a quick citizenship <laughs> somehow and, and vote for you. Sure. So yeah, locally, you just have to live here for three years, and then you can vote, even if you're not a citizen. 
<laughs> I guess it's not going to happen. Hey, yeah. Tell my wife, hey, hon, I know yeah. you don't like the cold here in, in uh, Idaho. How about Norway? I'd get this weird stare. Yeah. It'd be, be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I want to yeah, go to Norway well, well. sometime. I'd love to go there. I would. Yeah. It'd be fun to go there. I yeah. Would. It would be good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I listen to your show pretty much every day, even though it's very late in the evening. So, well, <laughs> what, what time is it there in Norway? Uh, it's five to one, so twelve fifty-five at night. Yeah. Oh, that's early. Uh, I don't go to bed till two or three, yeah. so that's that's a that's easy. Yeah, no problem. Uh, but I'm glad you're listening. So yeah, I usually listen to your show live, uh, but not every day. I, I catch it uh, on recording on, on Rumble. Okay. Uh, but today it's Friday, so I, I stayed up. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Well, God bless, man. All God right. bless. Yeah, and okay. by the way, great uh, seeing you on the, on the uh, podcast with Eli and and uh, mm-hmm. Cy and and, mm-hmm. and that other guy uh, for this uh, epic uh, roundtable. I like those. Uh-huh, that was fun. Things. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to so, start doing those too, but I'm so stinking busy. But yep. Yeah, we'll do those too. Yeah. All right, and uh, and also, I, I unfortunately I, I I cut the subscription to the Patreon since you're obviously not on there. But uh, I went in and started donating uh, by by credit card instead. So okay. I get enough value yeah, for my money by it. listening to the radio. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, but I am thinking about starting a Patreon again. But I don't know what people would want me to do with it because I've already gotten uh, so much other things going. But uh, hey, we'll see. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you got our support uh, here from Norway, so I appreciate that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. All right, well, yeah, God bless. In dollars, not kroner. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. All right. How about that? From Norway, we got listeners. We've had from Japan. We've had them from, uh, I think, Korea. Also, we had callers over the years. Anyway. And uh, Poland and some other stuff. So uh, we've got about two minutes left in the show. And what I'm going to do is read one more hate mail and then make a you know, closing comment and stuff. And I like this hate mail. This is uh, good. It says, uh, you're an absolute idiot and have no idea what you're talking about. And anyone who believes what you write is a fool. Wow. You know, I do enjoy hate mail. Now, why is that? Why do you think? I think it's because when you're doing the work of the Lord, the world's going to hate you. When you shine your light, the world's going to hate you. And think about this. If the world loves you and everybody loves you for everything you do and stand for, then you're not following Christ. There would be at peace with people. But if they love everything about you, then something's wrong. Because the world hates the light. And it hates the truth of who Christ is. I'm not saying be offensive just to be offensive. But I am saying... That truth is what offends people. And our job is to speak the truth of who Jesus Christ is. Not for the purpose of being offensive. Let the Lord Jesus be the offense, not us. And uh, that's what it needs to be. So there you go. I hope you all had a great um, a great Friday. And I'll be on the air on Monday and Tuesday. Full days, Monday and full day Tuesday. And then off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Got a lot going on. And uh, that'll be that. And so I hope you all have a great weekend and that you have uh, a good time in church when you get to church on Sunday. So check it out and uh, you know, pray. Pray with this ministry. And please consider supporting us. I don't ask very often, but 
karm.org forward slash donate. We do uh, need that support because that's how we stay on the air. It's how we stay uh, supporting missionaries and all of that kind of stuff. And the Lord bless you by His grace. Back on the air on Monday. We'll talk to you then. See you. Bye. Another program powered by the Truth Network.